Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Good morning. My name is Mike Grauber, and I will start by giving you a brief market overview. On Friday, it was inflation reporting day, and they exceeded expectations. Eurozone inflation hit 10%, and the core PCE in the US showed a yearly gain of 4.9%. And so, US equities sold off into quarter end, with the S&P 500 ending the day down 1.5%. Nike shares fell 12.8%, the most in 20 years, as the company reported a surge in inventories. So the S&P 500 closed at 3,585 points on Friday, well below its previous low reached in mid-June. This benchmark index has now fallen for three quarters in a row, its worst stretch since 2008-2009. Tensions were also felt last week in the credit markets as banks had to shelf a $3.9 billion debt sale for the Brightspeed LBO and U.S. investment-grade bond funds suffered their third-largest cash exit. This is as growth inflation concerns are weighing on markets, and the Treasury 10-year yield has been searching for a ninth straight week, the longest such streak since early 1994. This morning, the 10-year Treasury yield is at 3.78%. So welcome to the first trading day of the final quarter of the year. Brent oil is surging more than $2 to over $87 a barrel on reports that the OPEC Plus Alliance will decide to slash production by more than 1 million barrels a day when it meets on Wednesday. And in a separate news development, Gazprom has cut off supplies of Russian gas to Italy. Turning to Asia, Japan's Tankan survey showed that confidence among Japan's large manufacturers unexpectedly worsened for three straight quarters, following the yen's rapid depreciation and a deterioration in the global economic outlook. This morning, the yen is close to 145 against the US dollar, a level where the Ministry of Finance has intervened in recent weeks. But the weaker currency is helping the Nikkei 225 to rise 0.6% today. But Asia-Pacific shares are overall lower on a cautious mood in the region after capping its worst performance last month since 2008. In currencies, the pound is up this morning, rising to 112.50 against the US dollar. The strengthening follows a report by the BBC that Chancellor Kwasi Kwarteng is shortly to make a statement that the government will not cut the 45% income tax rate for high earners as it had previously announced. In Asian trading, Brazilian equities are indicated higher. In that, in that country's election, Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro has fought his way through to a runoff election with 43.2% of the votes, against Luis Inácio Lula da Silva's 48.4%. The runoff election will take place on October 30th. In corporate news, Tesla reported over the weekend that worldwide deliveries missed forecasts. And turning to Credit Suisse, the cost of insuring the firm's bonds against defaults climbed about 15% last week to levels not seen since 2009. Investors now await the firm's new strategic plan to be released at the end of this month. And what to expect in economic news this week? Swiss inflation numbers out today. 
expected is a yearly rise of 3.6%. This is the world we live in where people actually look at Swiss inflation. Also today, global manufacturing and global services PMI figures on Wednesday will give a good indication of the state of economy. Much focus will be also on the US employment report on Friday. And lastly, European equity futures are indicating a lower opening, following up from Wall Street's drop, while US equity futures are around the zero line. This is all on the markets wrap today. And now I'm pleased to hand over to Markus Wachter from Technical Analysis for his thoughts on the market. Over to you, Markus. Good morning. We have seen a move on, on Friday where we have seen the European equities at the start of the day being a bit uh, firmer, whilst then in later Friday trading when the US markets opened, we have seen the, uh, the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq both breaking their June lows. Um, this was a major resistance we have uh, had in our view. So now breaking down through the June lows is a bearish signal for the market. Despite being in a general very oversold market condition in terms of breadth and momentum, uh, the negative price signal from the, this break through the 3,630 on the S&P 500 and the 11. 1040 and on the Nasdaq uh, shows that the market is still uh, in a bearish uh, movement, in a bearish sentiment. And uh, we also want to see a turnaround there before uh, starting any uh, any long positions there. And this would need to be a broad-based turnaround. We also see the, the currencies. The euro has uh, been improving a bit uh, towards the, the dollar and the um, the Swiss franc. If we look at the um, the longer picture, for example, the, the dollar index has not been usually turning around uh, very fast. So this has been longer term moves with like a, a longer term consolidation. Um, it, it needs to be seen. We are still on the downtrend um, of the euro, uh, so um, there's uh, still uh, would still need to be more confirmation. Yeah, and uh, lastly, uh, looking at the yields, we also we have been breaking uh, recently the to the top. So uh, we are now seeing a bit of a fall back after the strong move we had before, but uh, still we see the, the uptrend of the yield uh, being so far intact in and um, we would need to see a, a, yeah, a breakthrough of the support levels there to, um, to really um, reconsider our view. That's all from my side. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Marcus. This concludes today's podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. We do hope that you'll join us again. Goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information.